0: He's missed the last two days of practice. They've got a tough game against the Vikings on Sunday. So, what's going to happen with the Buffalo Bills? That's the focus of today's TDN Daily. And welcome into the Friday edition of the TDN Daily podcast. Hope everybody has had a great week. Happy Veterans Day. We've got the weekend NFL action started last night. It's a good Friday for everybody. Hope everybody's having a great Friday. Got the Buffalo Bills as the topic here today. Josh Allen missing the last two days of practice. A big game for them coming up on Sunday against the Vikings. Just a lot of mystery around the Buffalo Bills. We'll try to dive into it a little bit and see how razor thin the margin could be in not only the AFC East, but in the AFC playoff picture uh, as a whole. But before we do that, Got to tell you about our friends over at Bet Online. Basketball is back and Bet Online remains your number one source for all of your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all of your sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. They're always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events, whether that's the NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Just head on over to betonline.ag to join and and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Just make sure to use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B L E A V to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. And this was a topic that I wasn't necessarily sure I wanted to discuss here on the show, right? Josh Allen being injured and missing uh, potentially missing the game, I should say. We don't know yet. hasn't Didn't practice Wednesday, didn't practice Thursday. Uh, being They're playing it very coy, right? Sean McDermott, when he had the opportunity on Wednesday to talk about it, said he's day-to-day and we'll see, not really giving us a whole lot of information. We do know that he is dealing with a UCL injury. We do know that he dealt with a UCL injury in 2018 and had to miss four games, and it certainly isn't trending in the right direction uh, to play in the game on Sunday against Minnesota. And so I didn't know how much, right? How long can we talk about Josh Allen having to miss time right if it's one game if it's two game it would just be pure speculation but in the grander context of what Josh Allen means to the Buffalo Bills the other injuries that the team has going on and just how razor thin it might be in both the AFC East and the AFC playoff picture this does feel like one obviously it's an important injury but two it might be coming at a really important time too in the schedule they play the Minnesota Vikings on Sunday the 7-1 Minnesota Vikings who by the way seem to always find ways to stay in football games and they will not go away. They will always find a way to be in the game and have a chance to win it and so you know that they're going to bring a pretty good effort on Sunday because they always do. They find a way to always do that. The only time they didn't was that game against the Eagles in week two uh, where they lost. So you you have a big time matchup between the second best record in the NFC and the Buffalo Bills, a team that everybody figures to be in the conversation to be in the AFC Championship, to represent the AFC into the Super Bowl and to be a Super contender so it's a big time matchup and for Josh Allen to potentially having to miss that matchup and listen folks when you do podcasts like this every day and we talk about topics like this there's a chance that by the time this show gets published by the time the day is over by the time Sunday rolls around Josh Allen is playing and this looks foolish but we're going to go down the rabbit hole we're going to go through the thought experiment because I think it is important to wade through this information and see the impact that it could have so let's just play out for a second a scenario where he doesn't play. Okay, Case Keenum is going to step in and be the quarterback. Keenum played for the Browns last year, won two games for them, and so he would step up in Josh Allen's place. Now, this is, the I think, the statistic that tells you what a difference Josh Allen makes. And I don't think you need me to tell you that Josh Allen makes a difference, but if you just want a stat to be able to tell all your friends, to be able to just showcase how important Josh Allen is to what the Bills do, here it is. He accounts for 82% of the Bills' total yardage on offense and 92% of the offense's touchdowns. Both of those marks are the highest in the league. I'll read it again because you probably weren't sitting down and you'd like to sit down now because I've read this out loud. Josh Allen has accounted for 82% of the Bills' total yardage and 92% of the offense's touchdowns. That's what's missing if Josh Allen has to miss one game, two games, three games, however many games it is. That's what you're missing. And in an AFC playoff picture, AFC playoff picture, let's just talk about the AFC East and how razor thin that is right now. The Bills at 6-2, and two, both the Dolphins and Jets at 6-3, and three, the Pats at 5-4, and four, it is currently already a razor thin margin. Josh Allen having to miss one game or two games or more than that could be the difference between the Bills winning the division or losing the division. Could be the difference between the Bills being the one seed or the two seed the one seed, the two seed, or if they don't win the division because Allen has to miss a stretch of time, being the five, six, or seven seed and being a wild card team. That's how razor thin the margin is right now as we sit here in week 10 of the National Football League. These things tend to work themselves out, right? We get ourselves all worked up. We get ourselves all fired up. We talk about, oh, look at the way things are right now. More often than not, things play out pretty close to what we expect. Things play out, questions get answered, and by the time the playoffs roll around, by the time Week 17 and Week 18 roll around for the NFL season, we'll have a pretty good idea of where things stand. But on a week-to-week basis, I mean, you guys know I've said this on the show, each week of the NFL calendar feels like a mini-season in and of itself. I could understand if there are fans of the Bills who feel a little trepidatious about the situation they find themselves in if Josh Allen does have to miss time. I could see why Jets and Dolphins fans see the potential of the Bills not being without their starting quarterback for the next couple of weeks. Look at that as a grand opportunity to take back the AFC East. I also wouldn't you know, look at Baltimore fans or Kansas City Chiefs fans who say, hey, there's a the one seed could be in play once again. That's how razor thin the margin is across the board here. And that's fun, right? That's fun if you are an outside observer and you're maybe not a fan of these teams. Heck, it might be fun if you're a fan of one of these teams. As a a fan of one of the teams that is in the race in the AFC East, as a fan that could be in this conversation for playoff seating, yeah, you know what? This is more fun than the alternative. It is more fun to potentially sit here and galaxy brain out, oh, how can my team win enough games to be able to win the division or just to make the playoffs? Or if this happens and this team loses in this week and we win, yeah, you know what? That's fun. And I'm not going to fault anybody for having fun and playing this game and trying to look through it and see what, what what pathway their team has in order to get the best possible situation for the postseason, talking about wins and losses and picking games and stuff like that. But for the Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen's not the only injury. And I think that's the important note to have here. They are a banged up team in a lot of different ways. They have a lot of injuries that they are working through right now. Other than Josh Allen, who's missed the two games of practice, they're... Jordan Poyer didn't practice on Thursday. Greg Rousseau didn't practice on Thursday. Tremaine Edmonds didn't practice on Thursday. Kyrie Elam didn't practice on Thursday. So you're talking starting safety, one of your pass rushers, starting linebacker, your corner, and oh, by the way, we just talked about the quarterback. Those are five key players to what the Bills want to do on mainly the defensive side of the ball because the four players I just read were defense. But you also have Josh Allen, again, 82% of the team's offensive yards on the offensive side of the ball. And so I think, just in general, you look at this and you say, "Man, this is just a a state of flux. This is a state of of the unknown, and there's there's uncertainty. And the and the team is looking for answers, right? They want to be able to know who who we've got, who can we go to war with, who's going to be available for us, how long are these guys going to be out for? So these are the questions. These are what make or break seasons. Seasons are won and lost by the availability. Hey, your best ability is availability, everybody. That's how this works." And so I find myself just walking through this, and listen, we don't know, and I think this is the most important part of the Josh Allen injury. We don't know. It's just being described as a UCL uh, injury. Uh, Chris Mortensen of ESPN said that it's a right elbow injury to the UCL and the related nerves. And so... We're using just a lot of terms. There isn't a lot of substance to what exactly is ailing him, right? He missed four games because of the UCL injury in 2018, like I mentioned earlier. Is it a similar injury? Is it just totally different but in the same area? I mean, these are the things that we don't know that would, would give us a better gauge of putting a timeline on it to see... Is he just going to miss the one game? Is there a chance he's not going to miss any games at all? They're just sitting him out. They're being really precautious, and they're letting treatment take its course, and he'll be able to to play on Sunday. One thing I know, Josh Hound's going to want to play on Sunday. And his teammates talked about how right now it doesn't seem like anything's wrong. He's acting the same no matter what. Credit to him. He's the leader of that team. That's very important. But two straight days without practicing, that's when the, the alarm bells go up. Right? UCL injury, everybody's not talking about it all that much doesn't practice for two straight days we get answers like we'll see day to day yeah the alarm bells go up and you start to question whether or not he's going to miss uh, a decent amount of time i won't say significant probably doesn't look like an injury that's going to require him to miss the remainder of the season but listen any games that get missed at this stage of the season week 10 and moving forward these are important games these are these are these are stretch games to be able to put yourself in a position to make a run uh, into the postseason. And again, the timing of taking on the Minnesota Vikings, uh, a bit of an interesting one for them as a as a team. Let's, let's, let's go beyond this, right? The, the Bills, the big topic point here for the show, but I think there are others, some intriguing matchups, and we'll talk a little bit about them here on the Friday edition of the show there are two in particular I'll talk about another game uh, in the early window is the way that I'll describe it because at 9:30 uh, a.m eastern time you've got the Seahawks and the Buccaneers playing what feels like a very important game for both sides I think the Seahawks are a relative surprise for a lot of us here in the early part of the season. Uh, I've talked about them here on the show this week and what they're doing. I believe I talked about them yesterday when discussing the Rams and their potential Super Bowl hangover that they're going through. But you have a Seahawks team that's got an MVP candidate, an Offensive Rookie of the Year candidate, a Defensive Rookie of the Year candidate, and an MVP candidate. Man, that's you got a lot going for you right now when you have a Coach of the Year, MVP, Offensive and Defensive Rookie of the Year candidates. You're 6-3. and three, You're leading a division that no one anticipated you winning. Yeah, I mean, people are going to start to to pay attention to you now because of that, because the expectations were not as high or they weren't six and three through the first nine games. You start to wonder, okay, how for real is this team? And after nine games, I think your record says what your record says it is. Wins over Broncos, Lions, Cardinals, Chargers, Giants, Cardinals. We all know how everybody feels about the Giants. Chargers are a team that are pretty good. The Cardinals leave a lot to be desired. The Broncos, everybody had high expectations for them when that that win happened in the first week of the season. But a game like this in Munich, Germany, against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who are coming off a pretty big win against the, against the Rams, maybe a season-saving win in a lot of ways if they can start to get the ball rolling here and they can start stacking some dubs Hey, yeah, you go, you beat you beat the Bucs over in Germany, you travel, you got all the noise, everyone's paying attention to you because you're the only game in town in Munich and it's an international game, so it gets some more buzz around it. You go in, you take care of business against the Buccaneers, and you're seven and three. Yeah, I think a lot of people are going to no longer have questions about the Seattle Seahawks. Are they for real? The question's going to be how far can they go? Right. I think that's there's a pivot point there that will take place. Now for the Bucks, I kind of just mentioned it. A pretty big win against the Rams, making that late drive after coming up with a big stop after missing on their previous drive scoring the touchdown winning the football game they're looking to stack some dubs right they're looking to go on a bit of a run here they're looking to rewrite their ship and there's an opportunity here over the next three game stretch you beat the seahawks and you get to five and five okay you 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 slowed your three-game losing streak, you finally put together two wins for the first time since the first two weeks of the season, and then you get the Browns in Cleveland, you get the Saints. Those are games that you're probably going to be favored in, coming off of two straight wins. Now, all of a sudden, we can start to get the ball rolling here a little bit, and listen, you get the ball rolling with Tom Brady. Tom Brady's throwing the ball a lot. Tom Brady hasn't been playing Tom Brady-level football, but he is not the biggest problem that that team has. He has been able to do some things to be able to help them win some football games, and so they start to get the ball rolling. They start to find that chemistry on offense, Byron which Tom Brady, they start to get back into what we've seen from them in years past. Uh, listen, any Tom Brady team that's firing at all cylinders at the right time and is, and, is, and is hot, it's a team that I'm scared of. And I'm not saying that that's going to happen, but that's what a win on Sunday in Week 10 can do for you. Two in a row, you start to have that conversation, you start to get the ball rolling, and then all of a sudden, we that three-game stretch where you lose to the Steelers, the Panthers, and the Ravens, maybe we wipe that away a little bit from our memory and say, hey, look what they're doing lately. It's, what, it's a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately league, and with Tom Brady... Uh, Track record is pretty good. So, could be something for them as well if they're able to get things going. And then, listen, folks, I've got to talk about it. I talked about it earlier in the week. And it's not going to be a pretty game. It's not going to be. Maybe it will be a pretty game. I don't anticipate it'll be a pretty game, but I don't want to put that out there. And then I have to come in here and eat the crow on Monday's show. I don't anticipate it to be pretty. I don't anticipate it to be the best version of football that you've ever seen. But I do anticipate it to be entertaining in so many different ways. Because the Indianapolis Colts, the three, five, and one Indianapolis Colts, and let me know if you thought that that's the direction that I was going to go in, are going on the road to take on the two and six Raiders. Where do you want to start here, folks? Do you want to start with the Colts and Jeff Saturday? I'll just insert the podcast from a couple days ago where I talked about this. I don't know what to make of this team. They sat down, Matt Ryan. Sam Ellinger's, I don't believe, a long-term answer at quarterback. We've brought in Jeff Saturday. We've got a brand-new person calling plays who's never done it before. He just got hired this week. They've got to go on the road. It's one less day of prep. I, I, I don't know how you can go into this game anticipating the Colts to be the best version of themselves, right? And I think that's what it comes down to. The Colts cannot be the best version of themselves with all of the circumstances of what this week were. Of all the circumstances of not starting Matt Ryan, of all the circumstances of new coach press conference, sh- you know he's got to, it. Gets hired, they fire Frank Reich on Monday. He gets hired. He's got to do the press conference. They got to travel. All of those things that can kind of get in the way and be distractions. New play caller, never done it before. All of those things. But then on the other side of the ball, you have the Las Vegas Raiders who are two and six. Are going to be without Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro for the next couple of weeks. Both of those players placed on IR. I think I saw a stat, and sorry if the numbers are incorrect here, but Derek Carr, Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, and Darren Waller—it's supposed to be the big four of the Raiders' offense. I think they've played a combined total of 43 plays together this season. If you want a understanding of why the team is 2-6, and six, I think you can just circle that statistic that I just read to you out loud as to the reason why they're 2-6. and six. Also, doesn't help that Josh McDaniels, as a coach, is just leaving a lot to be desired. And so... If you lose this game to this Colts team that you should have, even if Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro can't play, right? They're out. Okay. You still at home should be able to beat this Colts team that is in this state right now. You are getting the Colts at the absolute perfect time to get them on the calendar. And if you can't make the most of that at home and try to get something going for a team, I think that's going to say a lot about you as a football team. And I think a lot of questions are going to be asked about Josh McDaniels. And I wonder if Josh McDaniels makes it to the end of the season, if something like that happens on Sunday. You lose to the Colts. Who Jeff Saturday is their head coach. First time head coach. First game. You lose at home. Uh, Josh McDaniels might be packing his bags if that is the case. I, I certainly believe so. So Those are a couple of games that I'm keeping an eye on. It, it's a pretty interesting slate this weekend. Um, you, you've got some teams on by. Right? you got the Ravens on by, the Jets on by, the Bengals on by, the Patriots on by, a bunch of AFC teams on by that are kind of in the, in the midst of that AFC playoff picture. Uh, the NFC playoff picture is going to get a little bit more clear this week with some of these contests so those are a couple games that I'm keeping an eye on I hope everybody has a great football weekend hope they enjoy the college slate tomorrow enjoy the pro the pro slate on Sunday and Monday thanks as always to bet online for their continued support of the podcast I hope everybody has a great weekend I'll talk to everybody on Monday